0: Hi, I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Care Services at LCS. You're listening to the Healthcare Highwire, the LCS Health Services Division premier podcast that inspires to provide meaningful and pertinent content that gives you an edge in balancing business and healthcare. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Douglas Jones. I'm joined today with Blake Gilman, the Vice President of the Health Services Division at Life Care Services. How are you doing today, Blake?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Doug. Hey, I got a couple
1: questions for you, Blake. I've noticed just recently that you guys have released a Health Services Division newsletter called HSD in Action.
0: First of all, I appreciate you noticing it, but I think there's a opportunity. One of the things that we recognized is we needed a... a better way to communicate to a broader audience. You know, we do a number of podcasts, but it's becoming more important for people to have something to read about what's going on and, and keeping updated with what we've got going in our health services division. So the intent of the newsletter is to be informative, to help people develop a roadmap of where to go if they need some help and to give members of our team an opportunity to work side-by-side with each other on what's going on in their particular area of responsibility and share some real-life stories of things that are happening that they come across every day. That's
1: great. I know I enjoyed reading it, and there's things in there I don't really need to read because they they don't really fall within my scope, but I enjoyed reading them anyway. So it's a great newsletter. It's well-written. I liked it a lot. Do you mind if we touch on a couple of things that are in that newsletter? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, One of the things, I thought maybe you could elaborate a little bit on the health and wellness navigation program. I noticed there were three new subcommittees that have joined that program. What can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Back in 2017, we actually kicked off our health and wellness navigation program and rolled it out to our communities in the various locations to get it off the ground virtually in each of our communities to provide a way for residents to connect with their medical providers and get the services that they needed, both inside the community and outside the community. Now we're moving to phase two of the health and wellness. We're calling it health and wellness navigation 2.0. And as part of that, we're pulling into the process some actual people that have been working in communities to get their perspective on what needs to change with the program. So now it's been operational for a couple of years. We're taking a step back a little bit, if you will, with these committees to try to develop some pretty cool stuff around dashboards so we can identify, is the program actually working? develop further programming around what those navigators would actually do, create some educational activities, some toolkits, and then try to align more closely with an LCS initiative called cell First that allows us to align our navigation program with Cells First. So I think with all of those kinds of things and this feedback coming in from the communities, it's not so much LCS leadership pushing down information, but it's really allowing the communities to let that information bubble up and then take the best ideas and really start to direct that program to the most beneficial way for residents and staff.
1: That's great. I also have a question about heartfelt connections. I heard a rumor that there's some training and some videos coming out for heartfelt connections. How's things going with that?
0: Yeah, we're making a lot of progress there with Lisa McCormick, Barbara Biedenbaugh, Mary Guthrie. They've been working on taking what used to be a face-to-face program that was delivered to our communities over a couple of days in a training session face-to-face to really moving that information into the digital or technological world where people at the community that are working in our memory care units can begin to access data on demand and they can access training on demand. They can access resources with toolkits and benchmarking to see how they're doing. And then the really exciting part is looking at how do we rate or how do we certify has always been a question of memory care programming. So we're really excited to announce that each community will now be able to earn a bronze, silver, or gold certification. Depending on how their particular programming is benchmarking against the standards that we've set under our signature program. So each year they'll be recertified in the month of December. Starting this year, 2020, we'll create a baseline certification, and then they'll be able to work their way through those certification levels until ultimately they're gold distinguished provider of memory care. Wow,
1: that's great. I like the certification idea behind that. That's pretty incredible. So it sounds like Heartfelt Connections has come a long way since it began.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's evolved pretty dramatically. We're having lots of success in the field. Some great responses from family members who have been affected by, you know, the communication with the navigator and their loved one living in one of our communities and with the residents themselves just having a place to go to say I need assistance going to the clinic or I need assistance going to a doctor visit, you know, maybe I have a health condition that I'm concerned about, can you have somebody come and meet with me? All of those things have really evolved out of what really was a conceptual idea back in 2016, 2017 and has now become something that a lot of community members, residents, families, etc. rely on. So pretty excited about the evolution and looking forward to 2.0 being rolled out officially in December this year.
1: Yeah, it sounds really exciting. Now, I can't ask you about HSD Communications without asking you about the exact thing that we're doing right now. I'm sure our listeners have noticed some differences with the podcasting. What's going on there?
0: podcasting is is another thing that has really evolved several years ago when we decided to do some podcasting we were really trend-setting in our corporation at least as far as communicating at a regular basis on a weekly podcast and it was interesting to watch the evolution of that go from having a very scripted conversation with people to now more of a relaxed environment where we're doing what we're doing today just having an open conversation about what's happening and What that's been able to do is staff members that work for us around the country, people all over the country or all over the world, for that matter, can log in and maybe they listen to a podcast on the way to work or maybe they listen to it while they're out exercising for the day. And so it's really evolved into something that a number of people really appreciate. uh, I think it's real-time information. I think it's relevant information for our time. And I think the platform is widely adopted and certainly easy to use.
1: That's great. You mentioned podcasting. You were a trendsetter within the company. What's the future of communications for the health services division?
0: Well, I know you and I have had a lot of discussions with others in the company around what is that next step? You know, where do we go from here? We've done podcasting. We now have our first newsletter out under our belt sent out. We've got ongoing communication. We've done regional conferences around the country. Those have been very successful from the feedback we've gotten with those. It's a little bit of a challenge right now with COVID and having to rely on technology. But as part of our early preparation, had we not been doing some of these things in advance, it would have been much more difficult to communicate than it is because we had already practiced podcast. We had already done remote meetings. We had already done communication the way we're having to do it now. and. In the health services division, we were very conscientious that a lot of the employees that work on our teams are working remote. And so we we needed to adopt the technology early on to do go to meetings, Zoom meetings, you know, WebEx, etc. But what we're really excited about, and you and I have talked about it, is is it time to go to a live radio broadcast? Is it time to go to a YouTube live platform? Is it time to maybe think about adding that video component that we haven't had before, where we're sitting in a studio, if you will, with video and audio, having a conversation about pertinent items or topics that we decide. So so I, I couldn't be more excited about the future. I think we've literally just scratched the surface and I know you've been instrumental in, in pushing that technology agenda forward and, and done a fantastic job there. So I don't I don't think that's going to discontinue anytime soon. It'll only get enhanced and, and we'll be doing it much better and, and broader than we've done before.
1: That sounds great. And thanks, by the way. So you touched on it a little bit, but my last question was going to be, now I don't want to talk about you know, COVID the pandemic, but I want to talk about what's happened with technology. Obviously, COVID has pushed us into a position where technology has become more prevalent in our day-to-day use. But when we work through and work past the COVID pandemic, how do you see that changing in technology for our communications here on the health services division?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Everybody thinks of COVID as the pandemic. I think of it as that as well, but I also think of COVID as the great educator. What it's really done for us is companies, corporations, whether they're national, small companies, large large companies, huge organizations that are worldwide, it's really forced us into a completely different way of communicating. And You know, we're communicating virtually now, we're communicating on technology that maybe wasn't even as robust as it is today. And as COVID has become the true educator and forced us to think and rethink the way we deliver our messaging, I think it's made us much more attuned to technology. It's brought forward the technology gaps that we might have. And it's also provided platforms for new technology to be rolled out in the future. For example, you know, it wasn't more than a year ago, telemedicine was not even a reimbursable entity. Now it's a fully reimbursable entity from Medicare. So just that change has driven even the federal government to take a look and say, you know, Maybe we don't need physicians going live into into communities and seeing patients. Maybe we can take a technology with us, like a, an iPad or an iPhone or some other technology that's available. We don't, you know, necessarily need a big medical type cart that we push down the hall with a big TV <laughs> screen on it that we thought we needed in the past. So I I just think I, I remember been, those. Yeah, you remember those, right? <laughs> So I I just think there's real excitement around technology. I think the next big leap is going to be how do we take medical records and put them in the cloud? How can somebody like you and I get on a technology like Amazon and order a physician visit? The physician shows up at our door at five o'clock this afternoon and does a physical exam versus us going down to the doctor's office and waiting around in a waiting room for a, a visit that was supposed to happen at four o'clock, but we don't get to see the doc till five o'clock, right? right. <laughs> so wouldn't it be great if I could get on Amazon and order a doctor and five o'clock, they show up at my front door and they go out to the cloud. They pull down my medical record. It's got my complete history on there. Now, healthcare is going to leverage that technology in the future. And I think I think we're in a great place as a company to embrace that. But I think society is in great place to embrace it. We've got 85-year-olds that are using an iPad more than 30-year-olds because they're they're now talking to their kids and grandkids and giving virtual hugs. So I couldn't be more excited. And back to you, it's someone like you that's going to drive that process in the future.
1: Well, it sounds like you and your managerial staff on Health Services Division is doing some great things, not only pushing forward, but pushing in the right direction. I look forward to seeing what Health Services Division at at Life Care Services is going to do next. I appreciate you taking the time with me today, Blake. It's been an awesome conversation.
0: My pleasure, Doug. Thanks for having me on. All right. Bye now. Take care.
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening to Healthcare Highwire. You have a great week. Legal
0: Disclaimer. Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast.